Well, good afternoon, everybody. Think what you do is trivial, then wait till you hear from this week's guest. I'm Darren Saul, your host of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. It's episode 165, and I have the fantastic Wayne Shapiro in the house. How are you doing, Wayne? G'day, Darren. I'm well. Yourself? Very well, sir. Very well. Now, everybody out there, Wayne Shapiro started Trivia Madness in 2002, and since then has become Australia's preeminent corporate quiz host. Working with some of Australia's largest companies, he can provide entertainment for as few as 10 to as many as 1,000 people. His quizzes are tailor-written and are presented using a wireless keypad system that provides exceptional engagement and wow factor. His quizzes have taken him around Australia and even to Singapore for a financial conference. So Wayne, welcome. Thank you very much, good sir. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you very much. Now, man, what a, what a good job you have. How fun is that? All around uh, Australia and international, just doing corporate quizzes. How much fun is that? Uh, it, it is fun. And I do actually say there's probably two parts to that. One is I get often asked, you actually, it's a real job. Yeah. You make a living from this. And it is true, I do. The other big thing, of course, is one thing I love is the fact that uh, that I'm always dealing with people who are in a good mood. So they're there to have a good time. And my job is just to accelerate that and accentuate it. So it, it is a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, absolutely, man. And now, how did you get into this? I mean, it's not, not every day that you meet someone that does corporate quizzes. So how did you get into this line of work? Uh, well, it is a long story. The short version of it is that I've always been interested in trivia. I, it's something, I, a knowledge and general knowledge, always been a fan of. In fact, before I got into it, I used to attend pub trivia nights. Uh, but then I, uh, I got into a bit of emceeing uh, through some family weddings and I thought, you know what, I reckon I can run a quiz. So I literally went and organised a quiz. There was a club in Bondi called the Hakoa Club. Way back when I ran a sports quiz back in the, probably about 2001 for a bunch of friends. They came along. It was not to make any money. It was to have some fun. The feedback was great. And I thought this is something I could probably do. I started to run a few. Uh, I had a major hiccup along the way and I'll probably mention that you know, in, in a minute. Um, but then I wasn't doing well in my job. I was in sales. I was a very poor employee, very poor. Um, <laughs> And uh, in fact, when I decided to go into this full time, I did resign. I'd already had a couple of warnings at work and the boss, I said, I'm going to resign. He said, good idea. Um, <laughs> and then I just got, I started getting into the pubs uh, initially. And then from there, it was uh, companies going, oh, this is a great way to engage staff. And it's taken off from there. So, uh, so the corporates is, is the majority of what I do. And most companies just, you know, they want to do it to entertain their staff. I love it. And I do remember, I remember when, like the quizzes in the pubs were the talk of the town. There was quizzes on all the time. There were quizzes and there was poker nights. It was always either of those two. It's, it's interesting that, well, I, I have had a few years involvement with a poker company as well, purely oh because of God, that link, but it's actually true because uh, every, all things have tried to work in pubs. You know, the poker is still going, but a lot smaller. There was karaoke, there was darts and pool yep. comps uh, and trivia. And the only one that's still going strong is the trivia because it does show that people like, to be entertained, they love quiz shows that are still on TV. People like knowledge; they think they know more than they do. Yeah. And the pubs like it because it is one of the few activities people can still sit down, have a meal, have a drink, and still participate without getting too aggressive. So yeah. it, it's still popular, and we still do a little bit of pub stuff. But you know, the the aim of the pub is to increase the corporate side. 
Yep, gotcha, perfect. So you do a lot of corporate work, and obviously it's a fantastic way for corporate um, culture to be built, you know, a great great thing for end-of-year Christmas parties. Tell us a bit more about the benefits, you know, the other benefits that you see of people engaging, you know, your services to provide quizzes for them. Well, I think the, the, the number one thing is engagement. So that, that so the, the word I like to use is engagement. It, it does allow people to mix with people in an outside environment. One of the great areas where I found it works is when people actually bring together uh, people from different divisions or different departments and put them in a team themselves. Now, that's not always the case. And probably the majority of events I do are people from their own division or their own area, you know, against other departments or, or the like. But where it works really well from a company is to have people who would not normally know each other uh, working together. They sit down, they shake hands, they never met. And then from the time I asked the first question, they come together. Um, probably the ideal one was the Singapore one. And then we might talk about it a bit later, but the Singapore one was actually uh, attendees from 10 different countries. Wow. So yeah, so you had people the first night, the, the barbecue, the, the company barbecue, they all sat with their own countries. They didn't really know each other. The second night was the quiz and they had been pre-assigned. So every team had people from different countries and it meant that no one was better or worse. The other big thing with the companies is, is even if you've got high levels of management, what, what a quiz does, I've noticed, is it flattens, it flattens the corporate structure on the night. So whilst you walk around the office, the boss knows everything. The boss is the boss. But yeah. come to a quiz night and suddenly he's just one of the people in the team. That's right. And it gives so, other people a chance to shine as well. Absolutely. And suddenly you know, the CEO's sitting there, but you know, the, the junior guy from the mailroom, he knows the capital of, uh, you know, of whatever. Venezuela, and, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly the boss looks at him going, oh, wow, you know, and everyone's on the same level. And that's where it certainly has proven to be advantageous. That's, that's absolutely fascinating. So it's so important from a, not only a cultural point of view, but just to make sure everybody's on the even playing field. You know, and a respect point of view. So I think that's a really interesting point that, you know, I might very not have much, thought of it if you didn't, so, yep. didn't explain it. I mean, I've, as you know, I'm a photographer and I've had the um, great pleasure of photographing a lot of quiz nights and people just love it. They just yeah. absolutely love it. It goes on for three, four hours and, you know, it's done in different ways by different people, but people just love it. And as you say, I think it's an amazing way to accelerate team building in a conference or in a network or, you know, any kind of event like that as well. Yeah, I, I think the, the big thing is that um, is that human nature is we are by nature very competitive. Yep. Um, you've got those that are overly competitive and that's fine. But generally, you know, we like to be tested. And um, I am I'm very much aware, by the way, Darren, I'm very much aware that trivia is a polarizing uh, subject or, you know, uh, the, the activity. Not everyone says, oh, my God, in fact, one of the classics was uh, getting up, I won't mention the company, but it was a large Australian financial organisation. Right. Uh, it was at the end of a day of conferencing and they didn't know they were going to do a quiz. And they, we were at the, um, at the Ivy Ballroom with about 185 people. And I got up, they had no idea who I was. They were getting ready to eat and drink and I explained what we were doing. Now, the reason why the client wanted it was because we, we put structure into the evening rather than just a free-for-all food and drink. But when I got up and said, we're going to run a quiz, you could hear in the room the oh oh no uh, please yeah. <laughs> yeah and i've heard that because you know oh but i don't know anything and i don't want to do it it's not the point my skill is writing quizzes that are entertaining so as a host it's one thing to to be fun i'm not a comedian i don't try and crack jokes 
I bounce off people. But the idea is to ask questions that everyone throughout the night will have an input in. Yeah. So it's not just the capital or the chemical symbol of something. It's, you know, what colour is the word Milo on a jar of Milo or things like that. So <laughs> love it, love everyone's it. got a bit of a, a bit of a feedback or a bit of input. And you know what? Nice. It was a great night. And that company was what led me to go to Singapore. So that's really? kind of how that went. And do you ever find... You know, you ever have situations where people get overly competitive and they're really, you know, looking at their phones and not t telling the other table and really getting seriously competitive? Uh, pretty much every quiz I do. Really? Uh, is like, oh, yeah. Um, look, before smartphones, life was a lot simpler. Uh, <laughs> you know, there was no cheating, but not, uh, there's a couple of things there. There's, a, there's the cheating and also the, the checking up of answers afterwards because there's no theatre. But, but yes, smartphones have made life more difficult as far as that. Can I guarantee you that no one cheats? No, not at all. Um, uh, I'm very good at noticing people who are cheating. I mean, uh, I, I actually preface it. This is the line I use: is you've been all you've all been employed by company ABC because you're good at what you do. I've been doing this since 2002. I'm really good at what I do, and. Uh, and I, I'll name and shame if the company is that way. I mean, we joke about it. If people the big mouths in companies always come out. You, you can pick a, someone to, to talk to. Yeah. But yeah, I've stood, in fact, that financial one, the one that I told you about at the end of a day, question number two of the quiz, I could see someone cheating on their phone. It, oh, it, for, for a company that said, no, we don't want to do it, to, okay, I'm, we're going to do it, so I may as well try and find the answer. Yeah. I actually stood behind the woman as, I was, as the question was on the screen and she was looking up the answer on her phone, had no idea I was right behind her. And I announced to everyone, they could all see me behind. They were all laughing hysterically because I was right behind her and she didn't know that I was sick. So Amazing. How serious it, people take this. Oh, very, very. Um, because they want to look good in front of people. But I will say, Darren, what I do say, and I, it might be a masochistic way of looking at it, is I look at it as a glass half full. I would rather they were engaged and wanting to win yep. and therefore going to that level True. than falling asleep going, this is boring, Yep. I don't even want to do it. I know it sounds weird, but at least if they're trying to look up answers, they're, they're, they're actually getting into the event. Yeah, perfect. And do you have a particular way of structuring things where you have certain milestones or certain breaks or certain you know signature way that you do it or it just depends yeah. on the situation? Yeah, I do. I've, I've learned a lot of stuff. I mean, when I started, it was nothing like it is now. Uh, you learn along the way, as, as any small business owner knows. Uh, you learn what works with an audience. So what I've learned with my corporate quiz structure is variety is important because really I'm just asking questions with answers. And it's yeah. in, in a written environment, you can ask questions with multiple answers. You name the five countries of whatever. At an electronic level, it's not. It's one question, one question. So I, I've learned over time, if I look back at my original quizzes, it was literally just 30 questions yeah. or 40 questions. Boom. Now I have everything from... You know, I'll so so on a standard corporate quiz, the questions are thirty seconds long. You've got thirty seconds to answer, and it runs down. Everything's worth a point. So what I do is I have things now where I have a speed round. So suddenly, instead of thirty seconds to answer, they have ten seconds. Nice, nice. Uh, nice. I've got rounds where if you get it right, you get a point, but if you get it wrong, you lose a point. So they need to strategically work that. Then there's double points, and then the fun is at the very end is triple points. Wow. And because what it does is it keeps everyone engaged. The people at the top are always engaged. It's the people further down you've got to keep involved. Yep. Um, 
Winners are always grinners. It's keeping everyone involved and going, we've still got a chance. We're 10 points behind, but now it's a triple point round. So it sounds like a lot of know, fun. I can just imagine people like at the that. end yeah, saying, exactly. wow, I love it. That was amazing, Wayne. Well done. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the other thing is to get them to answer questions that, that, you know, they probably weren't expecting in a trivia night. I mean, they're probably expecting to go along and say, what are the five biggest countries in the world or, you know, or who won this sporting event? Uh, but no, as I said, whether it's the color of the tin of Milo or finding out that a poly orchid man has three testicles, um, <laughs> you know, is, you, you have, that's where you have the fun with people. Yep. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's brilliant. How exciting. And, and so tell us a bit about, about this signature keypad system. What is that all about? Well, I, I won't say signature. I mean, I, I bought this system off a guy in Sydney and it was originally used as an audience response. Um, and there are many, quite a number of companies who use it for a conference. It was originally, I, I saw it at a medical conference where yeah. I was working with him as a, just an operator. The, the, the surgeon would get up on the, on the stage and he wanted to, it's just, it's just polling. So he would want to poll the nurses in the room and find out how much experience. So, oh, so he knew his audience press the button if you've got less than one year, one to three, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. And the fact of the matter is it was adapted from serious questions to fun questions. And I I mean, technically your intro to me said I could do 10 people to a thousand. I could do many thousand if that's what they wanted. But uh, the reality is that, yeah, you get one keypad per team and they've got 30 seconds to answer it. And, uh, and, and that's how, And but the great thing about it is it's instantaneous, which in this world yeah. works well. Um, I have a, I had a, a big client. They're a bank. They ran for many years a fundraising quiz. Had up to two hundred people. I got introduced to them, funny enough, by someone who attends my attended my pub trivia. I spoke to them. They said, "Oh no, no, we've got it. We've been doing it our way." And I said, well, "Let me show you this system." Now they had been doing the written system, which means someone had to mark it all and add it all up. And what basically the short, uh, long story short, from that time for the last three years, it's grown from 200 up to about 450 people, and they raise money for Mission Australia, and they've raised. And so my auction skill, I do. I'm an auctioneer. I, you know, I, I'll run an auction as well. But it means that everything works super smooth, and there's yes. no downtime. Why? Where while the host is writing answers and come back, it's just there the scores there. are there and so it, it feeds back visually on the computer screen and all that kind of thing exactly right every 10 graphs they get a, whatever else yeah. exactly right graph showing how and that is all information as a host that i work with by the way um you, you know as i said before i'm not a comedian they're not hiring someone to crack jokes i'm not drag trivia or anything like that but my skill has been to two things number one is writing questions they're entertaining and two is reacting to things that are happening on the floor. Yep. Answers that they put in, knowing what love the, it. I mean, I love doing questions where I actually make up a word as one of the possible answers and yep. teams will choose that as an answer. And uh, that's the feedback I get. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, you're a facilitator of entertainment. That'll do. You're there a you facilitator go. of it. I love that, that's brilliant. <laughs> it encompasses everything. So Wayne, how have things changed over the last few years, you know, with COVID, the, the, you know, consequences of COVID and, zoom and everything else uh well before march april last year i'd never heard of zoom i'd only heard <laughs> of skype um so things hadn't changed a lot i mean to be honest with you 
the, the quiz, the format has worked really well for me the last, you know, seven, eight, ten years of the of the of the the computer electronic quiz. I hadn't made many changes other than, as I said, suddenly I'll have this, you know, this um, uh, double point round or, or other things that I've gone. Oh, there's the little tweak and, and it changed. Um, but yes, when March came along, 2020, uh, everything stopped live and um, we had tears. But someone put me onto a website that I now use. So. Basically, uh, I'm doing a lot of virtual stuff, basically encompassing a combination of Zoom or any other video platform. I've worked with WebEx, Google Hangouts, Teams and others, uh, where everyone we get on a video call like we are doing uh, now. And then there's a website uh, called CrowdPer that I, I just subscribe to and I write my quizzes. It's actually not a dissimilar format where it's multiple choice, 30 seconds. It's a little bit different now. The quizzes are uh, the sooner you answer a question, the more points you get type of thing. Yep. Um, and it runs for 45 minutes because I think generally people's attention span is not great past that. They don't want that. So uh, I've been running that. I When it all hit, I contacted all my corporates and said, we're stuck in this 2020 lockdown thinking it'll be the only one. But I ended up doing about 190, I think, quizzes wow, last year. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, um, which was great. Uh, and a lot of the big clients did it. Uh, and the good thing was small divisions did it within the, those clients. Some clients were doing it literally every week for their staff as a form of weekly entertainment. Brilliant. And, uh, well, here we are in 2021 thinking I'd managed to do a few live ones back again. Uh, but... We're back on again. So who knows? I mean, when you watch this uh, podcast, you know, it might be we're back and doing live. But it's it's been a it's been a, a a good compromise. It's kept the head above water. You know, I am a small business, and fortunately, the clients have enjoyed the entertainment. It it does provide that form of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, and I can only imagine that in this particular time now in Sydney, for example, when we're in lockdown, this is gold. I mean, people need something to do. They need to engage. They need to connect with their teammates or their family. You know, this kind of thing is amazing and it can be all done through Zoom Absolutely, or any other virtual absolutely. platform. Yeah, indeed. And yes, it, it has been gold. Uh, and and, and I'm, I mean, look, of course I'm doing it for myself. I run a business, but I am doing it for the, 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 the clients Sanity. themselves. I, <laughs> I, I, I know that, you know, that, I mean, I see the faces on here and the fact is that they, people enjoy it. The feedback has been good. And, uh, and I think there are few, I mean, people want variety, but, there are few activities that provide this kind of short, sharp engagement. They see each other in a fun, once again, a fun environment. Maybe if you're doing it, if they're doing it at five o'clock in the afternoon, they've all got a drink or, the, or a lot of companies, if it's a smaller group, maybe 15, 20 people, because you're kind of playing individually, that um, there are some companies are even providing staff with, uh, you know, uh, with food uh, arriving via, you know, or whatever it is, menu log or delivery yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um and they're all sitting there with their platter of cheese and crackers and their wine or yeah, and the like. And Fantastic. Time to be an adult for 45 minutes and have a bit of fun. Yep, I love it. I think it's just brilliant. Um, and I have to just um, make a comment of your beautiful background for all the <laughs> Seinfeld uh, people out there. There it is. Seinfeld's yeah. living room and kitchen. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm not a bit of a tragic. I am a total tragic. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I've, uh, probably one of the highlights from a quiz point. I mean, I get asked a lot, oh, do you attend quizzes? Well, the short answer is generally no, um, because for a variety of reasons. I do like watching quiz shows, uh, but I did actually attend a, uh, a Seinfeld trivia night at a pub in New York about three years ago with wow, the family. Amazing. So one of the highlights of my, of my life uh, was that. Wow. Um, and I do watch it constantly. I, I, I should expand my repertoire of things to watch, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
it's a classic. And, yeah, do you, you bring in a lot of Seinfeld trivia into the into the class? Uh, no, no, I, I no, I don't. Um, I have too much variety. I mean, I, because not everyone's a fan. You, it's quite it, actually that brings me onto something and a topic where people say, "Oh, you know, I'm a," and I get people saying to me, "Oh, can we can we have? A, I'm a fan of Formula One, or I'm a fan of, of Harry Potter, or whatever." And the fact of the matter is that what you learn as a question writer. And can I also just say, just as a side note, from my trivia stuff, I got on to, I got for about two years, I was actually a question writer for, for quiz shows on TV. Wow. So that was a side, I got asked to do that because of a guy who attended my pub trivia was a Amazing. question writer. So, so my ability to write questions is, 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 is really good, but you need to have questions that keep, keep fully informed. So you, you uh, in, sorry, involved. Yep. You get, there's no point asking a Formula One question or a question about Harry Potter that only a super nerd would know That's and everyone right. else sits there going, no idea. You need yep. to ask a question that yes, the, 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 uh, the person who's a huge fan will know it, but everyone else has a chance to answer. So I do occasionally throw in Seinfeld, but really if you are a fan in any way, shape or form, <laughs> you would answer it straight away. The idea is, is for keep it, to keep as many people in it as possible that's true and i mean that's a really good point is not to assume that your audience will all like something in particular you have to cater for everybody so variety is really the key and to give you some idea i'm doing a quiz later on today and to give you some i'm looking here on my on my screen i've got everything from broadway musical performances to uh to uk number one songs to uh dance cooking recipes water. <laughs> to baby ba baby names and everything so wow. yes a range of things on there oh, outstanding incredible mm. and i mean i'd love to hear a, a bit of a story or a bit of you know something about your experience doing this for so many years have you got a story to tell us about a client that might not have wanted to really engage in this and all, and then after they did the first one they booked you for the next 10 years in a row because i thought this is just the bee's knees well, the story I did tell you about the bank was a, was a true one and they didn't want to engage me. They had it on their own. And as I said, they've now done it with me the last four or five years. So that, that's what it, that showed was they had 200 people. They had growth up to 450. So that was showing you the way I'd done it. And in fact, let me just also give you a side note. After the second year of doing it, so I did provide them with a fee. It was a fundraiser for, for Mission Australia. And... Um, I provided a lower fee because it's a fundraiser. I mean, my fee levels are, are different. They actually emailed me after the second one saying, uh, that was great again. We're never going back to the, what we did. Are you? Of, this was in July of one year. They said, can we book you for June next year? My God. That was number one. Number two was, can you send us your invoice now so we can pay it to lock it in 12 months out? And number three, they said, we know that you're giving us a fundraising rate we feel that your value on the night is such that we would like you to send us your, uh, to make it your regular corporate fee, Incredible. which was just over double what I was charging them. And I explained, they said, that's fine because they were making $30,000 more for Mission Australia. And so the extra fee was, was not an issue. So well done. Well that, done. That, that's proven to be a real bonus, that one. Uh, and it's grown significantly such that we've outgrown every venue. Uh, I think we, the last one we did was down at Dalton House, down at um, down at Jones Bay, uh, not Jones Bay, oh, yeah. wherever it was down there. It was massive. Um, but I will tell you a quick short story of not of, of persistence. So I don't know, 
your your listeners or your viewers and, and your small business. So back in 2002, I don't even know if I'd even started the business officially yet. I was running some quizzes. 2002 was uh, the Soccer World Cup. It was in uh, Japan and South Korea. Nice. So I decided I would run a quiz, a FIFA quiz, a Soccer World Cup quiz, all the questions, and I would do it down at what, as I mentioned earlier, there was a club in Bondi called the Hakoa Club. It was a sporting club. Now, Bondi was full of British backpackers. <laughs> um, and I sent, I had flyers made up and dropped them all. It was like $20 a head. That was it. The club was supplying food for the 20 bucks and we had prizes. I had the room set up with goals. We we're going to do some goal scoring activities amongst the trivia. Wow. And flyers and flyers and flyers at all these places. On top of that, I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, someone had actually set up the old um, movie theater. I think it was in Pitt Street. I think it was Greater Union. Yes, funny I enough. think so. Yep. And they rem they had all the seats removed. Yep. And so that it was like the terraces. And because Japan and South Korea, the time frame was such that it was really close to us, they could have the games on at normal time. And I knew the person that, it's, and they were getting thousands of people to these games. And they said, look, not a problem. Put your flyers at reception as people pay to come in. Those are there. And so I did that. I emailed, I had 5,000 flyers. So I had this grand night and the seat, I think we had seating for about 200 people uh, ready to go. And I turned up on the night, all ready to go with my quiz. In fact, I've still got the quiz you know, written that I prepared for the night. And one person turned up. Oh, one. What? One. Um, <laughs> now, if 20 had turned up, I would have gone, okay, well, obviously, oh, okay, only 20, that's annoying. But with all the work that I'd done, I couldn't understand. One person turned up. Now, I was, my parents were there, I think, ready to be so proud of this, oh my God. you know, great event. And I was in, I was in tears. Uh, I sound very emotional. But I, I was in tears that night. It was, I could not understand. And I was so low. It's like, this is not obviously not meant to be and that was in 2002 and for some reason i decided no that was obviously just a glitch and oh my lord that's crazy from that here i am today in 2000 you know, 2021 um 19 years later so that was a that was a killer that was a killer story uh but it's a good i think it's a good little lesson you know to kind of tell my kids or people yep. in general don't give up Good lesson in um, persistence and patience. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Um, as far as other stories go, yeah. Look, I, I think that I think probably without giving specific stories, maybe what is of interest to people that listen is I've done a lot of work with high-end corporates, so banks, but also law firms. In fact, one of my biggest clients for ten over ten years is a big law, uh, a big medium-sized law firm. I'll, I'll say that, not one of the top here but and they have a big fundraising quiz night and you probably there's a theme here and that is a lot of corporates with a conscience do these fundraising nights and yeah. trivia is a great vehicle for that yeah. um but they they have uh 250 300 people they all get dressed up there's a theme um but in the early days i learned one of the biggest complaints about their trivia host or their event host was um oh we had a host and he swore like a trooper or he offended <laughs> this person yeah. And you learn early on. I mean, I'm not a youngster. I'm 52 years of age. And you learn where that corporate line is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we all do. If we work in the corporate world, you, 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 everyone, there's, there's pub level. Yeah, I can swipe and swear <laughs> yeah. at a pub. That's fine. But you go deal with a bunch of lawyers or, I mean, I've done for ASIC and APRA and these oh, yeah, guys. you got to be careful. Very careful. No slipping of the tongue there. 
None at all. And you get asked before you do it. You know, I, I, in fact, I even have clients ask me, can you send me the questions? Yep. We can read over them. And I actually, believe it or not, I politely decline. Wow. I don't send it. I, I say to them, you've got to trust me. I've done it for this company, that company, that company. Yep. Uh, you've been recommended to me or, and I can promise you that I'm aware of the line and I've never, and let me think of the memory now, I don't ever recall anyone ever being offended by a question because the, I don't think I get close to the line. I do have a question, you know, some of the racially relevant questions uh, I can make fun. And if you want, I'll give you an example of that. Sure. Um, <laughs> here, uh, especially if it's a first time with a client. So if there's anyone listening and they book me, you might get this. So certainly as the year goes on, one of the pieces of information or facts that people, um, what, this is the Chinese year of the what, you know, <laughs> we all know in February or March, it's the ox or the dragon or the snake or the tiger or whatever. But later on in the year, you kind of forget. So it's a good little question to put on there. Multiple choice, uh, 2021 or 2020, this is currently the year of the what. And you're giving them multiple choice. So yeah. the options are there. But what I did learn was, without being offensive in any way, is that when you ask that question, Everyone on the team automatically looks at the Asian person on their table. <laughs> now, they as don't, it's just a natural. As if they even know, as if they all know, yeah. As if they know. It doesn't it's matter whether they were their third generation Australian. They, they could, might not be Chinese, it could be Korean, they could be uh, right. Bangladesh, it could be whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just a natural, they see the question, Chinese, you're the one, and they look straight to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I point that out at a quiz. I'm not, it's not just the question. I point it out and they laugh because it's actually what happened. Now, nice. if the feedback in the early days was, oh, I was offended because you pointed it out. It's like, no, I'm not pointing it out. It's just, you know, this. So, so going back to the whole, uh, you know, not crossing the line racially and the like. Um, yeah, you, you, got, you, you learn to understand your audience and you know exactly how, how far to push. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Fantastic. Um, now, so have you got any, we've got to ask you a couple of uh, trivia questions. You've got to, you must have a couple of trivia questions you can share with us. Okay. So I, I don't have a lot. I did look up some bits and pieces and, and I will, because the Chinese year of the, the what was, was one. Uh, I, my memory is really weird. I class it as a filing cabinet, a really messy filing cabinet. <laughs> and, and what it's done is, is that it's such a mess there that people say, Oh, I get asked a lot, you know, what, what question did you ask last week or give me your favorite question? And, and I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, however, you ask me a question where I've read it before, the answer's in there. Yep. So I, you know, it's so from a quiz point of view, as I did say, I did have the poly orchid question and that's always a fun <laughs> question. So the question is a poly orchid man is, uh, has at least three what? And the multiple choice question, multiple choice answers normally are nostrils, thumbs, nipples, and testicles. And there's the question. <laughs> and the thing is that everyone laughs when they say the answer because we can't help after a few drinks still laugh at silly words. That's right. I love now, it. Brilliant. the fact of the matter is that a poly orchid man has at least three testicles. <laughs> but generally when that question is put up to corporates, they'll only ever answer three nipples and the three testicles. No one really says three nostrils. That's very unusual. Three thumbs is very unusual. And I preface my answers because I know that they're the two that are going to be chosen. And I'll say... I do laugh when people choose testicles and they all laugh. And then while they're laughing, I say, by the way, that's the right answer. Gotcha. And it's true. So that is one of those, uh, you know, that is one of those unusual little, um, little, uh, little uh, facts. 
Uh, trivia questions, not so much. Facts, trivia facts. Um, there's a couple of really interesting ones I thought you, 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 people might know, like sure. to know. One right. is, I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, about 20 years or 30 years before the Titanic hit the iceberg, there was a book, a, novel, a novella was written. It was called Wreck of the Titan. Oh, boy. And it was about an ocean liner that hit an iceberg and sunk in oh the North God. Atlantic. My God. Now, the Wreck of the Titan, they did change, they did change the title till after that, but that was the preface of the story 20 or 30 years uh, before uh, the, uh, the Titanic sunk. So that is a, that's a great you know, bit of information. Um, and I'm just looking up another one here. It's hard to believe. This is a bit of trivia. The 10th president of the United States, his name was John Tyler. Up until 2020, up until last year, two of his grandkids were still alive. Yeah, oh, wow, Jake. No. So that president was born in 1790. Wow. <laughs> and two of, up and, I think one of them, from what I can see, one of them died last year, oh but he still got God. one alive. Incredible. And that's, I find, a crazy bit of trivia. And, that, and where do you find all this stuff? Do you, you must just have a million different ways to yeah. source information. Exactly. And, and okay, so my standard line is, I, I pull out of my backside. Because I get asked a lot, where do you find your questions? But the reality is, it's that's that is the tough part. That is the skill, um, and that is uh, so. I literally sit with a blank canvas and go, okay. And that's why I'm really, I'm very finicky about my questions. Uh, I don't care if you someone else uses them, and I know that doesn't bother me. But I'm very fussy that the quiz has a range of topics. Yeah. It's not overloaded with pop culture or older stuff or music or whatever. Uh, but I, I subscribe to a number of uh, quiz websites from around the world where people post quizzes and you can pick and choose. Nice. Um, then there's a number of Facebook groups that I'm members of. Um, then there's the internet and Wikipedia. And Wikipedia is great because it takes you from one topic to another, to another, to another. And then you go, oh, there's something I can use. Uh, and then there's old quizzes and I have things that were relevant back then or not relevant back then. I, I'll tweak it to now. And the last resort is uh, is reusing something from. But every quiz I've ever ever done from day dot from the very first quiz back at 2002, I've still got. Incredible. Yeah, I don't have it filed. It's not in a great. You can't click a button and it, and it creates a quiz. I've not been someone to do that. Um, but yes, I I could I could read for you now. It would take me all of three minutes to find that quiz um, that I ran at the Rose Bay RSL club or the, even, no, even the one before that, the Hakoa one originally and find out what the first question was. So, um, incredible, yeah. incredible, yeah. absolutely incredible. Well, Wayne, that's absolutely outstanding. I mean, I think that's fascinating field and you must have so much fun doing what you do. And it's also an incredible creative outlet. Yes. But um, I want to give everybody the chance to find you. So tell us a bit about how we can find you. Well, there's a multitude of ways. Well, maybe one or two, but that's about all. Uh, I have, I mean, quite simply, the easiest way is the most common way, and that is I have a website, which is uh, wayneshapiro.com.au, and hopefully everyone can see the spelling of Shapiro on this Zoom call, S-H-A-P-I-R-O. Uh, uh, that does have a little corporate video showing how the little keypads work, uh, and it does. it's literally a minute long, so you can watch that. Wayne, my email address, wayne at wayneshapiro.com.au and my, my, my mobile is on the, on the website. I don't need to give that on here. No. Um, I have a Facebook page for Trivia Madness. I have tried to move away from 
whilst I started the business Trivia Madness, that name, if you typed triviamadness.com.au into the internet, it would take you to the Wayne Shapiro page, which shows the other things that I do. Um, but that's the easiest way to, to find me. Otherwise, if you, whenever we open up, if you want to come to the Royal Hotel in Paddington on a Tuesday night, I run a pub trivia there and I have been there 17 years. Every Tuesday uh, night for 17 years. Every Tuesday night, pretty much every Tuesday night, but yeah, since November, 2004. Wow. They must have a dish named after you by now. Ah, you know, (laughs) I do what I do. It's a lot of fun. We, we, we get a few celebrities coming along and that that's a bit of fun. I've had Steve Smith, the uh, cricketer is is a semi-regular as well. So it's always fun doing it for someone who's well known. Um, But yeah, so that's probably the easiest way. To, to do it and I will respond to anything. You can find me on LinkedIn, of course, Wayne Shapiro um, and, uh, and I'll, uh, I will respond ASAP. You know, I run a small business. I appreciate every and all clients that I've ever had. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I put all those links in the Thanks. show notes. So everybody, please check them out and go to Wayne's website and check out everything that he has to offer. And Thanks. Wayne, I always like to ask my guests one question before we finish up. Sure. So, what advice would you give people doing their next trivia quiz? What advice would you give them into how can they really make sure they're successful and have a good time? Okay. Um, good question. I, I, I would say, look, I honestly am of the belief that mixing groups of people who don't necessarily know each other yep. is a great way going forward. So I will say with regards to a quiz that uh, one of the great things about, in my opinion, about a quiz, whether it be at a conference or just a social event or whatever, is it has quite long lasting effects. So you do a quiz on the night. And if it's a Thursday night and people come to the office on the Friday or a conference and they're back the next day, they will still be talking about oh, it the previous for night. Sure, for sure. And so that's why for me, the long lasting effects for a lot of companies is if they want to engage that, that the people who don't normally mix is to do that. Take that risk, have people sitting they wouldn't normally sit with and and you will see there's no doubting effects over the following days weeks or months people who had never spoken to the other person before will now have something they'll have spent one two hours three hours whatever it is together and uh and and i that's that's my opinion other than that um you know don't don't, it's don't take it too seriously you know it is meant to be a fun evening and uh uh, on, on a side note, by the way, just so you know, I have done one or two other non-fun parts, and that is some companies have done quizzes for training. So if you've got a training day, um, sometimes it's a bit of fun to break it up with a bit of a quiz throughout the day, and that might be another way of interest too. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Well, Wayne, it's been an absolute pleasure. Everybody, Wayne Shapiro, check him out. I'll put all the links in the notes for everybody. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. I've had so much fun. I could go on for another two hours with you, but we'll have to come back next time. Sounds wonderful. Thanks very much, man. I really appreciate it. And everybody out there, have a great day. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks.